0: Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening to you, whenever and wherever you may be listening to this podcast. This is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church, bringing you a daily devotion and meditation from the scriptures in order to encourage you as we are seeking the Lord together during the season of the Daniel Fast at Hartford City Church. Last time I talked about God's vision and desire for racial reconciliation, for the nations to come together again uh, through Jesus Christ and under our one Lord and God, uh, the one Father of us all. And I mentioned that in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, there is a vision where God reveals to the Apostle John that in the kingdom of heaven, uh, in the worship that occurs around the very throne of God, there will be people from every tribe language Um, nation, ethnic group gathered there because that is God's desire. He created us all and he desires us all to live into the image that he created us to be his children, to be his daughters and sons, to be together and to rule and to reign on this earth. Uh, So I wanted to look at the vision from Revelation chapter 5 a little more closely this morning. I think it's a a beautiful, strange, interesting uh, vision, uh, one that is at once beautiful and compelling And also so strange that we're not exactly sure what is going on. But I want to walk us through it this morning and give us a chance just to meditate on it. Because this is a glimpse into the very throne room of God, as it were. So if we can imagine that God is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that he reigns over everything. This vision that John has given uses images that that would help John to begin to understand what it's like. But you must remember that when you're seeing things of God in... It's pure form when you're seeing things of heaven or the kingdom of heaven, wherever that is. And again, we don't know if heaven is above us or if it's actually to the side or around. We don't don't know. I mean, it's not the same kind of uh, spatial dimensions that God deals with. But we know that God is desiring to bring his presence, his kingdom, which we can call heaven, here to the earth he created and to eventually merge the two so that there's a new heaven and a new earth. So wherever it is that quote unquote heaven is now, we need to understand that the goal is that heaven and earth are going to be merged together as one and it's all going to be made brand new. So in that sense, heaven is beginning to peek through the cracks of this earth right now. That is why Jesus said, you know, heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. And that's why he encouraged us to pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so that that merging, that unity of heaven and earth can come together. So again, it fits perfectly with what we're saying that this vision of racial reconciliation, of unity of worship before the throne of God is something that doesn't just exist out there somewhere in the future, but something that God wants to bring into our world right now so that we can begin to merge and, and see heaven and the kingdom unfolding uh, even now as we live here today. Amen. So with that prayer in mind, let's take a look together for a few minutes at Revelation chapter 5. It is the vision given to the Apostle John uh, by Jesus Christ himself of things that are and things that are to come and of realities that are beyond our human sight and understanding. So in this particular portion of the vision, John writes in Revelation chapter 5 beginning in verse 1, Then I saw on the right hand of him who sits on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with the seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and to open the scroll. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. What an interesting, strange beginning to the vision, right? Uh, The scroll uh, in the next chapters, actually chapter six and beyond, we're going to see is just the the proclamations of God uh, for what is happening throughout history. So this scroll with writing on both sides, sealed with seven seals, is what is going to happen in the future but also the, the word of God speaking of what's happening in history and in the world. And there's this situation where they want to know who is worthy uh, to, to decide what's going to happen in the world. Who's worthy to open the scroll and read it, meaning who's going to proclaim how things are going to be and what's going to happen in history. You know, like who, who is the king of history? You know, who is the one who is going to be able to write the script? for all of history, for all of humanity. And really, no one is worthy. I mean, there's no one who can even touch that kind of power. And for some reason, because of that, John begins to weep. He's weeping because I think internally, he's understanding that if there's no one who is going to be in charge, if there's no one who's ruling over us, then then maybe we're lost, or maybe we won't be able to understand what's going to happen. But the vision continues that one of the elders that's there in the throne room of God says to John, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scrolls and its seven seals. And I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center before the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. And the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. And each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God members of every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth hallelujah it's a scene of worship in the heavenlies first of all let's start with the one who is worthy to open the scroll the one who is worthy to proclaim what is going to happen not only what is going to happen but what has happened and what is happening and what is going to happen he is the light of Judah, the Root of David. That means Jesus Christ. And he's connected to all of the promises that were given to Abraham through his family. All of the promises that were given to Jacob and his 12 sons. And it was his son Judah that was the one who would bring praise to God. It was the one who would be the ruler of the family. The one whose descendants would reign on the throne. And King David was that descendant of Judah. That one who brought praise to the Lord, brought honor to the Lord, brought glory to the Lord. And God made a promise to David that someone would reign on his throne forever and ever. And of course, Jesus came uh, to fulfill that prophecy and to fulfill that promise. And we also know that there were sacrifices that were given for the forgiveness of sins. And lambs were sacrificed during the Passover to remember God's provision, protection, and deliverance. And so Jesus Christ is called the Lamb of God because he came to take away the sins of the world. So all of those words describe Jesus Christ. He is the Lion of Judah meaning he is the fierce praise warrior. He is the the heir of David. Um, he is the king of kings who sits on David's throne forever and ever. And yet at the same time, he is the lamb, the lamb that was slain. It reminds me of that worship song we sing, The Lion and the Lamb, You know, where we see both sides of Jesus together, that there is that strength and that power and that authority of the lion. But there is also that that gentleness, that submission, and that sacrificial nature of the Lamb. And both of those come together in a beautiful and powerful way in Jesus Christ. Therefore, he is truly the only one worthy uh, to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, it's interesting in Revelation, you get a lot of weird pictures of creatures. And it says that the Lamb, Jesus Christ, had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. It would be interesting to draw some of the pictures of these creatures in heaven, or even to draw Jesus as a lamb with seven eyes and seven horns. Uh, that sounds like something out of out of Narnia or some type of fantasy movie or book, doesn't it? Uh, but really, you have to remember that some of these things are symbolic as well. And so, symbolically, seven is the number of perfection. Uh, so, the reason that John saw those in his vision was to understand that horn represents power, and eyes represent... Um, uh, vision and the spirit of God. And so we see that seven is the number of perfection. So seven horns mean that Jesus is perfect in power and seven eyes mean that he is perfect in his wisdom and uh, that he is just perfection all the way around. I mean, that's that's the, the, the basic reason why John sees seven. Eyes and seven horns on the lamb. Uh, Another interesting note is that as people are worshiping uh, Jesus on the throne, uh, there's some creatures, again, really fantastical Narnia type creatures. Uh, There's 24 elders, just kind of angelic means of authority that are there. Uh, They're all falling down and worshiping before the Lord. Uh, They're all singing, they all have instruments, but they're also holding golden bowls full of incense. Uh, that are rising up before God. And John explains that to us, actually. He said, they are the prayers of God's people. Amen. What a powerful thing to know that our prayers are going up before the very presence of God, uh, like incense, like incense rising and that they're pleasing to him. And it just shows you the power of our prayers, even in realms where we can't see or can't access. And that's so encouraging. And then the new song that they sang, again, remember, God is doing a new thing. We live in a world where there is division, hatred, strife, anger, war, all these kinds of things that fight against God. And we need to understand that the new song that God is singing is one of peace, reconciliation, restoration, life, healing, and love. And so uh, the new song they sing, uh, first of all, gives honor and praise to Jesus Christ. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Why? Because you were slain, you died on the cross, and with your blood you purchased for God. So in other words, God through his blood has redeemed us all from darkness, redeemed us all from Satan, from the devil, and from death. And it's people from every tribe, every language, every people, every tongue. And we are made not just to to be rescued and, oh, that's great, but to actually be priests and, and leaders and rulers over God's creation. And that is what God has created us for. But it's something that not one group is going to rule over another, but we together as the people of God will rule together. And so this vision lets us know that if that's the way it is in heaven, in God's kingdom, then that's the way he wants it on earth right now. That we would come together in unity, not fighting with each other, as white people, as black people, as Hispanic people, as any group that we can think of, as the different countries and backgrounds that we represent, we are not to be in constant conflict. Uh, We are not to live well while another group suffers. But God is wanting us all to live into the equality of his love and provision for everyone. And so to that end, in our worship, when we gather to praise Jesus Christ, we need to come together. We need to come together and worship. It's not easy. Uh, we come from different backgrounds. We have different songs that we know. Uh, we have different ways that we sing. We have different ways that we express ourselves. And and because we've been so separated, uh, one person's ways are strange or different to me, and my ways are strange or different to someone else. But when we come together and we begin to experience that, then we can begin to know that, wow, there is so much beauty and diversity in what God has created. And that is the light that God wants us to show uh, to the world. Uh, The worship continues in Revelation chapter 5, and it says that the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000, encircled the throne and were saying, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then every creature in heaven and earth and under the earth and all that's in the sea began to sing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. So we see that the worship That begins with the redeemed of God, continues with all of the angels that God has created, and then continues so that every creature that God has created in heaven and on earth and under the earth, even everything in the sea, begins to praise God with one voice. That unity, that unity comes together and we sing the same song to the same Savior. We say, worthy are you, Jesus Christ, because you died on the cross to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And now you reign and you sit on the throne and we give you praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. It all belongs to God. So in my meditation and reflection on this, I think of a couple of things that I'll leave you with today. One, let's get everything in its proper place. Let's put Jesus Christ and the Lord God first and foremost in our lives. Let us give him praise alone. Let us give him honor alone, glory alone. Let us bring our wealth, our wisdom, and our strength and lay it at his feet and say, Jesus, use us as you will. And then when Jesus calls us to go out and to be those who offer reconciliation, to be those who work for unity, to be those who bring love and light and truth. Then we say yes to God. And we work together. We come together. We worship together. We eat together. We live together. We love together as children of God. And that is my prayer for us at Hartford City Church, for the city of Hartford, for the United States of America, and indeed for the whole world. Today, we praise your name, Jesus Christ, because you are the only one worthy to receive praise and honor and glory and power